Hello, and welcome to On Staging, a community theater-focused discussion podcast highlighting the development and staging of community theater productions in Calgary. I'm your host, Kyle Gould, and today I have a unique opportunity to sit down with Dan Gibbons and Stuart Bentley, part of the newly elected executive for Scorpio Theater. Scorpio was established in 2000, I ask as a question, because I'll definitely come back to that in a moment here. But in just the last decade alone, has done 25 full stage productions, received 26 CAD awards, handed out eight volunteer awards, and received the Calgary Acts Builders Award in 2015. And then the pandemic happened, and Scorpio went through a lot of changes. But perhaps it's better to say that maybe Scorpio started to go through changes, and then the pandemic exacerbated them. But this weekend, Scorpio has a fundraiser going on. Three great nights of things to do for a good cause. And maybe I'll let Stuart explain what's happening this weekend. Well, this weekend, we have one night. We're doing three Fridays in a row. Last weekend, we had a foreign film hosted by Dr. Alan LaBeouf, and he gave a bit of background information about the show, and then people that uh, had come out got to enjoy that. This weekend, we're doing sort of a a riff on the Mystery Science Theater 3000 theme, and it's going to be Scorpio Science Theater 2023, where we get to watch Dan and Carl and Mandy riff on and tear apart one of the um, videos of one of his old plays. Who is Carl and Mandy? That's a good question. Uh, Mandy Marshall and Carl Bishop. Carl Bishop is a local actor and director and board member of different theater companies over the years here in Calgary and a very funny guy. And uh, Mandy Marshall is a local actor as well. She's acted with many different theater companies and uh, she's a very funny person as well. Carl was, in fact, the board president for a few years, and Mandy was artistic associate under Matt Pickering for a season or so. Yeah. Perfect. Great. And so when is that happening? We're going to open the doors at 6.30, and the show should start at 7.30. Tomorrow night being Friday, June 23rd. Absolutely. And then on Friday the uh, 30th of June, we have one-act play readings. You can tell us more about Heracles. Heracles was a script that I designed. Well, it had been in my mind since the 90s in my very beginnings playwriting and with my previous company, Mind the Walrus, but it didn't really take form until about 2003 when I realized that if I was going to keep trying to do fringe festivals, I needed to make a fringe festival show which is not two hours long, doesn't have a large set, and preferably not a big cast. So it's just an, an hour to 75 minutes of wacky riffs on classic Greek mythology, the original myths of Heracles that became the legends of Hercules, designed to be extremely portable and easy to do. I wrote this one around the same time as The Spy Who Left Me that we are lambasting tomorrow night. <laughs> one of those scripts, I think, holds up well enough that I want to do it in front of people again. And one of those, I have brought Carl and Mandy in to help me tear to shreds. So I guess we all have highs and lows, and it's not necessarily a linear path from you're not as good to you're better than that. There's dips and valleys. Yeah, so both of these events... Uh on the two Fridays, uh, start at 6.30 as far as doors and mingling. We have a cash bar available. We're asking people to attend by donation. Suggested donation uh, would start at 
We can take cash or e-transfers. And why are you doing it? Well, boy. Let me give you a brief history (laughs) of what has never been fully officially known as Scorpio Central. Back in late 2000s, early 2010s, we had a friend who worked for a nonprofit involved with neurodiverse children called the Ability Society who had this building that they just weren't doing much with. Mm Mm-hmm. And our old AD, Aaron Conrad, was able to negotiate a deal with the manager of the Ability Society that we would rent out this large space in their building for truly ridiculously cheap rent under the assumption that when we finally got our casino eligibility and started making casino money, we would start paying something closer to market value. Right. All of that actually happened, but management changed a couple times and market value shifted, so... Just to cycle back, uh, for a while, Aaron was able to build that space into this this hub of theatrical activity, which is what got us the Community Ability Awards. There was us, there was Verb, there was Cappuccino, there was Alberta Playwrights Network, all cohabbing in this one space. We had the main Scorpio area, and we had a larger, another large area that they called the Imaginarium because Dreamatorium was on the table, but they were too cowardly to grab it, and... One by one, they drifted off and the rent went up. We still had the casino, so we could still pay for it. Mm -hmm. And then Big Daddy COVID happened. And also the paperwork to keep a society going became difficult to keep up on as we experienced some atrophy amongst our main volunteer base on the board. The board shrunk, the exec shrunk, and some paperwork got missed and we didn't have casino money rolling in. And the rent did keep happening. Also, we weren't able to do a lot of live shows the past few years. We had our online show, Scorpio Tonight, and another online experiment where we did essentially a live studio taping with a limited house of a script of mine called The Big Sleepover, which we also then released online. But since the pandemic happened, we've only been able to actually do one show on a stage and that was ungentlemanly warfare yeah we had a full season of three shows planned for that year and then shortly after ungentlemanly was done and rehearsals were just beginning for guards guards the omicron wave came in a lot of people were getting sick and including a lot of our creative team a lot of the directing team of guards guards got hit and it just felt now too risky to keep doing a show with a 12-person ensemble cast. When you look at a company like Scorpio that's been around for as long as Scorpio has been around for, it is no small feat that there's been such a a dedicated crew and group of people through the years. And there are very few of the people of Scorpio that are still there that were around in the early 2000s when the whole thing started. Pretty much me. Yeah, I was getting to that. The guy sitting across from me, Dan Givens, is that guy. And where do you live, Dan? Uh, Four nights a week. I live out (laughs) at Lake Louise. So. It is no small wonder, from my perspective, that Scorpio's had this troublesome period that's come upon you. And it is through no fault of anyone on the board or the executive or even the performers and the team behind Scorpio that works it because life just changes for people. And I am overwhelmed and overjoyed 
that you're putting together this fundraiser and that Stuart's here to help and that there's a group of people that are still invested in making Scorpio happen. Because as the president of Calgary Acts for the last and been a member of Calgary Acts for the last seven years, I don't have fingers enough on both hands to count the number of community theater companies that have folded in that time. And to have a company like Scorpio be in this position, in this dire strait, to still be invested in moving forward tells me good things about community theaters resurgence in Calgary. And I'd like to talk about how we're getting support from other community theater organizations as well. Yeah, that's been incredibly heartwarming. Yeah, Confederation Theater Group, which is uh, Dr. Alan Abuff is one of the board members of that. They've reached out to us to work on co-productions for this coming season. And uh, there's going to be a little bit of financial help to, to get us on stage again. And uh, not going to name the company, but I had another theater company reach out to me today to ask what we're hoping to be able to raise, you know, what our expenses are. And um, they're also looking to, uh, to help us out. And we've had lots of individuals make donations. And being a community-minded person myself, I didn't feel it was right to uh, just ask everybody else to give us money. So I donated, you know, what I could from my, my own accounts as well. Because, you know, community theater is so important in this city. And as you're, you're absolutely right. We've lost a number of companies over the years. We really have. Um, there are several that are in the process of ending this year, let alone uh, those that failed and those that went away during COVID. Thankfully, there are other companies that are stepping up and new companies are being formed on the regular. But again, that's a common occurrence that, you know, a new company is formed when a person has an idea to do a show and they don't really know who to do the show with. What is that going to look like for Scorpio going forward? If once you've got this fundraiser and you have all the money in hand, what's the plan? Are you looking at a full lineup of shows for 2023, 2024? I believe that's definitely the plan to have a full season going into next year to really, I mean, if we're not trying to get back into the live show game i don't know what we're raising the funds to do right. it's not that we're just that attached to our clubhouse but we are don't i'm there i'm attached to it too i have spent many many cat award rehearsals and cat award production pieces done i've been to many 40th and 50th birthday celebrations at yep. the Scorpio i had my clubhouse. 60th birthday there yeah exactly <laughs> had a few good uh, cat awards after after parties at the scorpio space where yeah, we could show all the videos that got missed or had technical errors during the production. <laughs> and that didn't get to happen last year because there was no Scorpio after after party. But I still have the raw for the uh, entire opening thing that we did two full days on that did not get or see the light of day at all ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the director of that one says that it wasn't that I just whiffed the script on that opening musical number that they didn't use it. She says it was technical problems. I guess <laughs> I could take her word for it. <laughs> so, Stuart, you and Scorpio, is this a new... Th I mean, you're wearing a Scorpio t-shirt. Is it just because your astrological sign is a Scorpio? Or <laughs> Not quite. I'm on the cusp, I guess. I'm right at the tail end of Libra. But um, no, I've uh, been a fan of Scorpio theater. I've known... You know, people that run Scorpio Theater or have, you know, volunteered countless hours for many years. And I've actually only been in one Scorpio Theater production. And uh, that was Frost Nixon a number of years ago. Yeah. It's a high watermark for me in my stage career. For context, Frost Nixon was 
right smack in the heart of one of the most successful runs this company's ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For those couple of years, yeah, there was some some stellar stuff coming out of Scorpio Theater with Frost Nixon, 1984, Blood of the Red Queen. That's the one. There we yep. go. Plus, uh, Women Doing Hamlet. Is that the Women title? Playing Hamlet. Women yeah. Play. Women Doing Hamlet is an entire different show. Very burlesque. <laughs> Women Playing Hamlet, wonderful, upstanding show. That was yep. a spectacular play. Yeah, we were, pretty, we were real proud of that one. Yeah, and there is a great wealth of history, which I will reprimand the two gentlemen sitting here. Your history only goes back to 2013 on your website today. And I had to go and do a lot of further digging to find any shows prior to, to that uh, that era. One of the things that we have fallen behind on is maintaining that website. And yep. there's no updates that have been done since pre-COVID. Right. Really. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the things we're starting to put together. What are we going to put on our front page? What current information do we need to get out there? And I'd like to see more of our history put up there. It would be obviously valuable information to keep. Tracking down old posters might prove a little bit difficult. Poster design's gone through a few hands. I don't know how many of the original graphic files still exist. Fair. But I still know what all of them were. Wrote more of them than I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's true. And directed a gr- about a third of them in the last handful of years, too. So, And of course, you know, we're doing fundraising so that we can get over the hump and get back in action here. Yeah. But we've also submitted all of our paperwork. We've been chasing down all of the requirements, what we need to do to get our filings up to date. And that's been done. We're just waiting for that piece of mail to show up that says, yes, your society status has been reactivated. So that we can send it to our nice contact at the AGLC and she can get us back on the list for our casinos. So that might be 18 to 24 months, perhaps more before we get a casino again. But that's the goal is to get back on that list and be a self-sufficient company once again. Well, that's wonderful. And no, there's no shred of reproach in, res- in regards to that at all. That happens all the time. Calgary Acts themselves went through a whole rigmarole of losing their status a couple of times in the last 20 years just because it's such a small group of people doing a lot of work. All it takes is one person to forget to say, you're in charge of doing our annual returns this year. Yeah. A form that I hate with nearly every fiber of my being, but if I'm being honest, takes 47 seconds. Yeah, it's not a really big form that they have to complete and do. I remember I was the treasurer of Calgary Acts when I first started, and I'm not a good treasurer, so I'm no longer the treasurer of Calgary Acts. That is a difficult job. Even for a tiny company that manages maybe $3,000 a year, so let alone a full-fledged theater company putting on three difficult works every single year. So... Let's talk a little bit about uh, what the mandate will be going forward for Scorpio. Is it going to continue to be a putting up original works in Calgary? What is the what Not, is the tone? We drifted from exclusively original works over the years, as you can probably guess by the fact that we mentioned Frost Nixon, a film so not original it had a Best Picture Oscar nomination by the time we did it. But things Calgary hasn't seen a lot before i'm hesitant to name any sort of counter example because i don't want to slag specific shows or companies that may have said they wanted to do them but we'd like to provide new viewing experiences not just working towards shows that everybody does like every couple of years you can see this show or that show and not saying there's value in that in the familiar and the recognizable and the things that obviously draw out a crowd if you put on calendar girls you're going to get a, a crowd and 
You're going to make some money for important charities by selling calendars. As far as I can tell, that's part of the deal, because I've never seen a company put on that show and not sell a calendar. I mean, it's in the title. But we like working a little bit more to the side and finding new experiences, new ways of doing shows, things you didn't necessarily know could be done on stage. Uh, The Cry Havoc franchise was great for that, really pushing what people expect a stage fight can or look like. To that end, will we ever get to see a Cry Havoc 4? Well, Cry Havoc was such a brainchild of Aaron Conrad, and he's in a new place life-wise where it's not easy for him to commit the immense amount of time. He's got a small child that needs attention. Very true. And a wife he likes spending some time with, which is how he ended up with a small child in the first place. So, and I can't personally picture doing Cry Havoc without Aaron. Uh, He was such the driving force of that franchise. We have other great fight choreographers we we work with. A lot of them contributed to Cry Havoc 3, but it feels like asking King Louis Hobson to write Red Queen 3. I just, it would feel off. Right. Fair. No, I, I don't, I don't doubt that, but he could definitely, Aaron could write the components necessary and hand it off to the wealth of fight instructors we seem to have built up since his time in Calgary. I'm very thankful to Aaron and everybody under Aaron who has really built a really upstanding quality stage fighting uh, organization and group in Calgary. He really did help bring that more onto more stages. So that would just be a conversation I'd have to have with him down the road if he felt he had a fourth one in him. And The third one would be hard to top. And if we're not topping it, I'm not sure what we're accomplishing. We don't want to. Right. We don't want to ride this one into ruin or anything. No, it would have to be Cry Havoc for the prequel. Also, comedy comes in threes. We've had three. Fair. There's lots of other material to explore that I think can be, you know, we can create original work from. And there's a lot of really interesting original work already available out there. That mm-hmm. is less mainstream, but still very, very accessible and interesting that I think we need to bring to our audiences. So how do you find it? Where do you go looking for these uh, original, different, unique perspective works? Aaron and Matt would usually do a call for submissions somewhere around November and December, and then they would spend January waiting through the hundreds upon hundreds wow. of submissions that we would get. So. Playwrights are out there. It's not that hard to get them to contact you if you just ask. Uh, In my stint as AD and in the beginning of Aaron's run, when we lost the show because the playwright's own company decided to put it on and we lost the rights, what can you do? We did it later. We would have writers reach out to us with scripts we wanted to do. Uh, 2020-12's production of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland is an Mm -hmm. example. James Michael Schoberg down in Pittsburgh was just shopping his twisted fairy tales around and Alice looked worth doing. And that was a massive hit for us and got a bunch of cat award nominations and a well-deserved win, I think for Ms. Michelle Brandenburg. Yes, it did. So hard to say that was the wrong call. And then when we had that gap in our season, cause we lost our closer, we just happened to get an email from a playwright in Tasmania saying, so I wrote this doctor who tribute seat show and I'm trying to ship it around for the 50th anniversary. And I was like, oh, yes. And there were no Doctor Who fans whatsoever in Scorpio. Go figure. 
<laughs> no, no, no one had ever heard no, about it. No, um, they'd never watched any of the shows, not even 10 times each. No one's living room is festooned <laughs> with Doctor Who fan art, I, even before he got to keep the TARDIS console we built for that. Cam, okay, just going to be clear here. Are you being sarcastic? 100%. Because I did not actually catch that you were being sarcastic. So there is a lot of Doctor Who fans in Scorpio Theater. My costume was a replica of Matt Smith's classic Doctor suit and a fez, and I already owned all of it. Oh, okay. It was a no-brainer to pick that one up. Uh, I was felt I was the obvious choice to direct that one, and... <laughs> Uh, that was a very busy year for me because I was acting in Pastoral Paranoia, then I was acting in Reservoir Dogs, then I was directing Who Knows, and then I was directing Frost Nixon. And you could not fit a knife between those rehearsal schedules, except there was like one month, July of 2014. I was like, I'm not doing anything theatrical. Is that the year, the culminating year that starts to lead to burnout where you're just, you need a break? Because certain other people at Scorpio who shall remain nameless told me they were taking a break and then they took a break and then COVID happened. And it's been a hard time since then when you lose key valuable people that were doing forms and background stuff and paperwork that you need oh, to have handled. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, that's a big job. The yeah. That all that back end stuff, the unglamorous filling out forms and checking spreadsheets and grant application, none of the stuff that gets a big round of applause from an audience that's so vital, but it can be so draining. And yeah. if you've been doing it for eight years, you might eventually need to step back. Knowing that you've been through this and knowing that this is, uh, this is, you know, you don't want this to happen to future people. Do you start looking at progression planning and you start looking at how to build up a core group for a company that's as tenured and established as Scorpio is so that you have that ongoing? Yeah, that's a big part of it. Uh, along with fundraising is it's a membership drive. Like we need board members. We need exec members. If you want to contribute to the company, there are ways to do that besides money. You can come join. Many hands will make light work. And we have learned that there are some jobs that need to be spread out amongst many people. There are some tasks that are too big to heap on one person and not expect them to burn out within like five, six years longer if they're particularly extraordinary. But I came on board almost two years ago, mm -hmm. just before the planned season. And, uh, and of course, then the rest of that season disappeared with uh, Omicron. And what was your role when you first came on to Scorpio? I went to a board meeting, an AGM, Yep, and didn't know what roles might be available. And uh, as the meeting went on, I, you know, at the elections and whatnot, I agreed to stand as vice president. That's what I was elected as. And Dan had his arm fully twisted behind his back until he said, I give. And he went, came back as president. I think that's fairly accurate. That's um, pretty close to it. Yeah. Did you go to the AAGM hoping to get a role or be connected or a part of the, the, the executive of uh, Scorpio, or were you just kind of there? No, I was just really kind of there. I thought, you know, I might go into a uh, member-at-large role or something. I didn't know what was needed. It had been quite a while since I had been on the board of uh, Workshop Theater. I spent 10 years on that board. And frankly, when I left, I was thinking I would probably never serve on any board again for the rest of my life because I had done my bet. I've done my duty. 
That's funny. And I will caution anyone listening to this, just going to a general meeting for a company or even their annual general meeting for a not-for-profit community theater company. You better uh, be wearing a disguise or they're going to put you on. Shows your interest in being on the board and doing all of the things. So they're always looking for people. Every community theater company in Calgary is looking for people. Calgary Acts is looking for people. And so if you'd like to help come and make a difference, there's a, a difference to be made wherever it may be. And every theater company needs people that are interested in costume design or costume building. They need people that are interested in carpentry and want to build sets. They need people that are interested in light design and sound design. There's so much more to do than just we need actors and directors and artistic directors because the people behind the scenes are legion. Yes, it's that, that's absolutely the case and true that uh, there is a, a lack of that sort of talent and that sort of development that's happened in Calgary. And I think that it's changing as COVID lifts and we get new people graduating from university and high school and whatnot that have those interests in being stage management and taking on lighting design and building costumes it's 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 changing we were in a lull and i think that we're it's improving and hopefully that'll be the case for scorpio going forward certainly the hope in long term i mean we never had it in the past we had our society status but we never had a registered charity status and honestly i would love to be able to have charitable status so we can go after corporate donations as well because corporate people do have money they would like to give because it's great on their tax deductions and it makes them look like good civic citizens. They're out supporting various arts endeavors. But you got to be able to give them that tax donation. If you don't have that, you can't uh, You can't even open their door. That's something you guys are looking at doing, along with updating the website, putting together a season for 2023-2024 in the culminating months of summer here once the fundraiser is done. Yeah, absolutely. And starting to plan for following years, you know, we've got to get on this in advance. We're coming out of, you know, a pretty dark time when we didn't know, you know, if we were going to have to shut this down, give up our space and uh, call it a day or put everything into storage and wait until we could get a casino again. Just to be clear, our landlord has been an absolute gem throughout all this process. Oh, that's wonderful. He's amazing. Yeah. He can't just let us squat there indefinitely for free, but has tried to make the COVID times as easy as possible. Well, that's that's just great. Who's your landlord? It's Jared from Evergreen Properties, I think. And if he weren't bending over backwards to try to keep us in the building, we probably had to pack everything up at some point during the Delta wave. Wow. Well, then my thanks goes out to Jared and Evergreen Properties for helping keep Scorpio's lights on throughout all of this time. And is there anything else that you'd like to add in regards to what you're looking to do going forward? But yeah, we just want to rebuild a foundation, get a team together that can get us back to the next stage and get back to doing what we love and try to evolve it. Like uh, my artistic associate and I, right before all this happened, our, our big theme for the season that got mostly canceled was the season to resist because it was all about taking back the world that seems to be falling apart a lot on there and the, falling apart a lot on us. There's a lot of that in the first script, new script idea I've had since before the pandemic, which I hope to find some time to work on this summer. And maybe that's one of the collabs we do next season. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. We'll see. This company is a long, long time past just 
hearing me describe a title and assuming I'll deliver a competent script on time. That's some mid 2000s stuff. And <laughs> that's a younger Dan Gibbons uh, writing three scripts a year is a young man's game. We want to attract excited, eager new people of all ages who want to come on board and help in whatever way they can or want to find a theater home that they can practice their art in. And, you know, if we can be that welcoming and all-encompassing company that says, we want everybody, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what your background is, if you've got a desire to do this, you want to learn about theater, come join us. We've run director's labs over the years so that new directors get training. That's been an ongoing part of Scorpio's mandate. Yep. Train new directors. That program led to Blood of the Red Queen, which got our first Best Production Award because our director went through the process and came out pretty strong. That's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. And of course, when you're looking to solicit scripts and you're hoping to get those hundreds that you've gotten in the past, how much of a, a, a stake and how much interest do you have in regards to local Calgary script writers? Do they get a bit of an edge up if they're submitting to Scorpio these days? It's always great, especially on a new script, because being able to work with the playwright has always been a big, big boost to us. I was able to communicate with the author of Who Knows across the oceans and say, okay, this is how I would like to regionalize this because this is going to be, that's going to be a faster process than teaching six people Australian accents. Right. And certainly a lot of the stuff I've done has evolved a lot from first read to production. I've mm -hmm. sometimes rewritten the closing scene from scratch because an actor pointed out two thirds of the way through rehearsals that the ending I wrote undermined literally everybody's character arcs. It was like, <laughs> damn it, you were at the workshops. Now you tell me this? <laughs> well, you don't have to change it. Yes, I do. I can't not see it now. Well, I want to see it and I want it to happen. So what can people do to ensure that Scorpio's lights stay on and we get three beautiful, wonderful, either collabs or original works from Scorpio next year? Reach out to us at scorpiotheater at gmail.com. If you have a script, you have a desire to work on stage or backstage, send that information to us. Reach out to us. We're eager and waiting to talk to, talk to you. And if you have an extra $20 bill or $100 bill in your pocket that's going, I need a place to put this, you can e-transfer that to us at scorpiotheater at gmail.com. And every penny we receive will be thankfully received and faithfully applied dang if you've even only got five dollars come to one of the fundraisers have a responsible amount of drinks with us and just chat about stuff you like doing we're also setting up our space to be a multi-use space so that other people can rent it for presentations events birthdays we do have the bar and we can provide pro serve st staff to man that bar for you if you want a bar we have projectors and presentation quality screens on the walls now. So if you want to come in and you have a short film that you've created, but it's too expensive to rent one of the theaters in town, come rent our space from us. It's there. If you are a fledgling theater company that doesn't have a place to rehearse, we have very affordable rates. You can come rent our space from us. Lord knows that was us for about 11 years. Yeah. And now that you've got the space, let's find a way for you to keep it. Yep. Yeah, it's a valuable resource that uh, is there for the whole community. It's been wonderful for me having put 
a considerable portion of my lifespan into this company, seeing all the people it means so much to stepping up and doing whatever it is that they are able to, no matter how big nor less big. I don't even want to call it small because just every little bit is so meaningful for me. Yeah, there's been people within the organization that have bent over backwards to get us to where we are right now. And there are so many people that have been already reaching out with donations, small and large, donations of time, donations of equipment. I cannot end it on any other note than to say that uh, Scorpio means a lot to community theater in Calgary. Scorpio means a lot to myself and to a great number of people. And I really hope that we are able to pull forward, pull through, and get everything we need to see Scorpio put continue to put on wonderful, amazing, different, and unique shows that you've been doing for so long. Thanks for coming up. Thanks very much. Thank you.